She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure. But we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine. And she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. I'll tell you what, you know, for some people, Mondays are rough, you know. They're not so bad for me, I don't know, but Mondays, you know, I have a reputation for, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's Monday. Yeah. I'm telling you what, there's not a better way to kick off a Monday than to come in here with different bump, with different music, with Angela's music, and sit here with Angela Smith and uh, have our (laughs) weekly discussion. I'm telling you what, it just starts the the week great, and I want to thank you, Angela, for becoming a part of this program and becoming a regular well thank you matt man what a way to start my week off there we go so we got all kinds of things we have bethany puccio's gonna call in here in a little bit we're gonna talk about the speaker of the house and all those who support him um, more shenanigans going on um, already setting up the next session so we're going to talk about that today and uh, just to let you know i have chip roy coming on the air tomorrow um, and so you're going to want to tune in to that. And on Friday, I have a guy named Trennis Evans who's going to be on the air, and you're definitely want to going to tune into that. Um, but let's talk about what is on the calendar right now. The canning class that uh, one of our listeners, Bev, uh, who is a listener, and uh, heard me talking about learning how to can and took it upon herself to start putting this canning class together. If you want to sign up for this, you need to call... The following number, it is the Texas AgriLife Extension Service in Kerr County, uh, 830-257-6568. Now, that first class doesn't start until the second Thursday of the month, and so we will. I will give you more details and go over that number a few more times every day from now. And so if you didn't get that number today, we've got a lot to talk about. Tuesday the 4th, that's next Tuesday. Whoops. Next Monday, a week from today, Trennis Evans. We have a special appearance of Trennis Evans. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that um, later on in the program today. But he is one of the January 6th defendants. He has also helped put together a team of attorneys who are are trying to work with the um, the 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 many people held in Washington. It's called the D.C. Gulag. Did you actually know that we have hundreds of Americans being held in a in solitary confinement in Washington D.C. with no charges being um, no charges being filed against them? And I know you can't believe that. Nobody can believe that. Everybody says that's not happening and that's not true. Um, it is no, happening. It's true. It is true. Yes. It is happening. Yes. But it's so beyond our imagination. And that is exactly right, Matt. As Americans, we cannot imagine this sort of thing happening in our country, this sort of thing, and we can't even begin to imagine what happens in other countries under communism, under fascism. We don't, we, we can't even begin to to imagine it. Right. And so that's why it's so hard. I remember when I first heard it, I said, you know, in fact, I told my friend who was telling me about it and I said, I need I said, that is such a big pill for me to swallow because this is the United States of America. I, I just said, I, I'm, I, I'm not just going to swallow that pill. I've got to do some research. I've got to do find out on my own. 
And uh, so, folks, it is happening. We've got proof. Trentus Evans is going to be bringing that proof to Fredericksburg Monday night, the 3rd. We'll give you more details on that. It's a week from tonight. But I'm telling you, Trentus is uh, set to be sentenced mm-hmm. and uh, here in about two weeks. And so, honestly, this may be the only opportunity that you have to hear direct, to see direct evidence mm-hmm. and to hear from someone engaged because it's very unlikely that after uh, Trennis is sentenced, it's very unlikely that we will see him yeah, for because a while. I'm, it, it's, it is few and far between that are a- able to actually get out and speak to the public about some of the things that have happened. And there's a lot of people that were touched by this just because they happened to be there that day. And it's a very, uh, has a very chilling effect when the FBI shows up at your house and hauls you off. You don't just casually get out there and speak about, uh, tell your story. It's very hard to do. So this is amazing. And I know that you had, you got kind of the preview, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, and got to hear from Trennis, but I, I didn't get to do that. So I'm super excited that you were able to schedule this and uh, get it open to the public like this all right so that's a week from tonight put it on your calendar it is in fredericksburg uh you folks over in kerrville don't call me and say bring it to kerrville get no, your happy asses happen- no. into a car and drive to fredericksburg that's right <laughs> i'm sorry but uh, uh in fact uh, we don't have to kind of go into the detail but i'm telling you it was a god thing the way this worked out and we'll give you all the details on that later the fourth, uh, the Wall of Hope Banquet, that is the fundraiser for the Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, and uh, we that you need to check that out, PregnancyResourceCenter.com, ThePregnancyResourceCenter.com. Um, Wednesday the 5th, uh, we the People, Liberty, and Action meet and greet at the Acapulco Mexican Restaurant in Kerrville. Again, all of these things are a week out, and so if I kind of skip over the details, you have plenty of time. Thursday, the 6th of uh, October, the Lano Tea Party is going to have our very good friend, Wes Verdell, um, representing uh, gun owners of Texas. And so, um, again, all these things are a week off, so I'm going to shoot right by them, and we'll get you details as we get closer. Um, let's see. Here's a, let's see. a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin. This one just popped right out. He's a fool that cannot conceal his wisdom. He's a fool that cannot conceal his wisdom. Um, I don't know. You know, some of these I have to stop and think about for a while, and this was one of them. Folks, y'all stay tuned. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to have Bethany Puccio in on the, uh, on the phone to tell us about the events of Friday at the uh, Public Library in Kerrville. Y'all stay tuned. All right, we are back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Matt Long Show, and especially on Mondays. I think we get most of our listeners on Mondays because Angela's here, which is great. <laughs> um, to give you a little bit of backstory, we do have Bethany Puccio on the line with us, a a fierce mom, mama bear. Is that is it? Is it okay to call you a mama bear, Bethany? Yes. I oh. like lioness better, though. Okay. Bethany Puccio, the lioness, and um, we are so proud to have Bethany on with us and to have her active and engaged in the Hill Country, um, and uh, just looking forward to, I- I'm looking forward to what's on down the road with Bethany because uh, she is 
Um, absolutely amazing. Um, so a little bit of the backstory, and I think anybody that's been listening to this program or to this station uh, knows that we have been fighting uh, pornographic books in our elementary, middle school, and high schools um, for uh, close to a year now. And uh, so the schools have been, they've been shellacking us. There's all kinds of things we could say to the schools. But the progressive uh, groomers have moved the fight to the public library. And so last week in Kerrville was, uh, you know, banned books weeks. And so the Kerrville library thought it was really awesome to put a low table right in front of the kids section with all the nasty books we've gotten out of the uh, we've tried to get out of the schools, and they uh, just put them all down there at eye level uh, for the kids. And so a handful of uh, locals, uh, including Bethany, decided we're going to go down there and hold up some signs on Friday and do a little bit of a protest. So, Bethany, did I get all of that right, and would you continue the story, please? Yeah, so I saw the, the city posted that they were sponsoring Banned Books Week, and the post sounded great. They said that they were going to be... Um, celebrating books like Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, The Catcher in the Ride, A Kill a Mockingbird. This post came out on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then by Tuesday, I saw some pictures go up on Facebook of what they actually put out. And it was uh, more like sex is a funny word, two boys kissing, gender queer were the books. They didn't have any of those classics out on the table. And this table was right in front of the kids' area. So on Wednesday, I thought, well, is anybody going to do something about this? So I kind of put the word out, let's do a protest on Friday, 4 to 6, and then I went down there to see the table myself, and by then they had moved it, they tucked it behind the stairs, kind of an admission of guilt there, right, they moved the table, they knew it shouldn't be where it was, mm-hmm. right in front of the kids' area, and a lot of those books were gone, but there were still some, there were still some very sexually explicit titles on that table, and it was definitely geared for kids, these were kids' books, a lot of them. So I talked with a library director, and I actually recorded that conversation. You can hear that recording on liatx.com. It's six minutes. Um, And she said a lot of great things in there that were good to capture. But one of them was she said that librarians have no responsibility for the the sexual content, the content of the books they put in the children's area, none. And that kind of blew my mind that that she thought that, because my question was, who thought this was appropriate? for kids. Why are these out? And something I want to point out is we're not asking to ban books. America doesn't ban books. You can buy any book you want on the internet, right? We're saying this doesn't belong in our public library. This is pornographic. It's gay porn for kids, some of it. Um, And it's illegal. If you look up in your, in, um, you can find this all online, Texas state statutes, state law, section 43.22, obscene display, section 43.24, display to minor. This is illegal outside the wall for the library, and I don't know if they're using the education loophole or how they're, they're thinking they're going to get away with that, but I'm actually really excited because Brandon's saying, you know, I've been fighting this since March, and I can't get anybody to help me, and now all of a sudden we have, you know, over 50 people, well over 50 people show up at the library to protest. What's going on? I said, well, it's finally in the public eye, and it's not that it's all of a sudden at the library. It's been at the library, but we just couldn't convince people. You know, so many people are like, no, that's not here, that's in Austin, that's in New York, that's in California, this is the Texas Hill Country. No, people, it's it's here. And so I think this is a really great turn of events because it activated a lot of people. It really got the homeschoolers activated because they, homeschoolers use the library 
big time mm-hmm. for our schooling. And so having that in the children's section was shocking to a lot of them. And so I think it's it, there's a lot of common ground. I think, you know, people that we might fight about bonds or we might fight about these different things and we see things differently, this is a lot of common ground with people that we can link arms with and say, no, we can, we can get together on this one. We don't want this stuff in front of our kids. And Bethany, can't I? Isn't it fair for me to point out that uh, the public library is 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 funded by uh, our taxes, right? Yes, we're buying this. We're stuff. paying yep. for this stuff. We are mm-hmm. enabling it, if you will. Yeah. And um, yeah, it it is fair as taxpayers to say, no, we don't want to pay for this. This is not what we yep. signed up for when we write that check, right? right? Yep. And it's and it's grooming. So when it's what it's doing is it's normalizing, it's normalizing sex with children, mm-hmm. and it's grooming them, preparing them for pedophilia. And no, now we now we can't call them pedophiles, right, Matt? What do we call them now? Maps, minor attracted persons. Oh no, I still um, call them so, pedophiles. Pedo. I call them pedos. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but that's where it's headed, and so, you know, we had parents down there, and Brandon Airy did such a great job. He's so good with conversing with people. He's so respectful. I, I have to kind of keep my temper cool a little bit. I had a lady say to me that rape was normal, and I had to make a, I had to come to Jesus moan about whether I wanted to go to jail or not that day when she said that. I thought, oh, my gosh, how do you say stuff like that? Rape is normal. But a lot of the people Brandon talked to, he actually was able to win them over because the way that we were painted in the press, of course, was we're book burners, we're book banners. People were calling us Nazis. (laughs) And, you know, nobody struck a match. Nobody was burning a book. We were just simply saying, we want, how about legal boundaries, appropriate boundaries, and we don't want this in front of our kids, and it's how you present it. Like, you know, I've, I've prepared my children to not be touched. Right? My little mm-hmm. girls, I had conversations right. with them, but I didn't show them pictures, and I didn't normalize it to them. Right, right. And you didn't so, need to. You didn't need to no. do that to get your point across to your kids, right. to your daughters. So right. give me give me an idea. You spoke a little bit about some of the reactions. What are some of the, uh, what were, uh, uh, confrontation may not be the right word, but were there conversations that, um, that were had between the protesters and the counter-protesters, and can you tell me anything about some of those conversations? Yeah, some of them were good. Some some people just didn't understand why we were there, and when Brandon was, he had carefully guarded in his pocket. He had a few pages from Genderqueer that he was just showing to adults, obviously. Can I just show you what we're talking about? And a lot of people, when they see it, they're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. I thought y'all were just book burners. You know, I thought you guys were a bunch of liberal people that are wanting to censor books. And so when they understood what the real issue was, they were totally on board with saying, oh, yeah, absolutely, that should never be where kids can see it. And then you have other parents. And, you know, I I reminded people, listen, there's mommies and daddies right now in Texas that are transitioning, which is sexually mutilating their children. Mm -hmm. And so if you meet one of them, there's nothing you're going to say to them. You know, some people believe... They want to, you know, give their kids porn. Right. And, you know, who knows? We might have had some pedophiles down there. Probably did, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so you're not going to turn everybody, and some people are just hardcore set in their ways. And I would just say if you're going to go to a protest like that, be careful not to get drawn into those conversations too long because those people are really there to, one, instigate a fight, get you, you know, upset, and then also waste your time. And so if you 
are talking to somebody and you just know this is a dead end, I'm going to beat my head on this wall, just move on because right. there's maybe five more people behind them that are more open and you can reason with them and you can have a good, respectful dialogue and maybe win them over um, to see to see your side. So that would be my caution if you're going to do protesting to make sure you don't get stuck for 45 minutes with somebody that's just never going to see it your way. Yeah, Bethany, really we've been we've been in those positions, and after after you do this a few times, you you know um, the Bible's very clear. You know, you know, present your present the truth, and then if they don't uh, receive, you just dust your sandals off and go on. Right? right. It's a it's yep, a, it's a real on. good solid biblical principle. Bethany, yep. um, uh, uh, quickly, we know that the uh, county commissioners, some of them who were not aware of uh, what was going on, and the county does have. They do put some coin into uh, the uh, library, and so they um, that is also your county taxes are going in uh, to the mm-hmm. library as well. Some of the county commissioners had no idea what was going on, and apparently it is on the agenda for today, and the meeting started about 28 minutes ago, um, and we're keeping you out of it. But tell folks if they still want to come down. You told me it was not on the agenda until later. Get Fill us in, and if it, anybody needs to join you, what should they do? Yeah, so it's not on the agenda until, I would say, try to get here in 10. It might not be about, till about 10.30, but 10 is the break. So um, it's a little bit later on the agenda. I'm sitting in the parking lot right now. I'm going to run in as soon as we get off. And... Uh, we have two commissioners, at least, that are solidly in our corner. They do not want this in the library. They do, you know, and one of them is, you know, Harley, who obviously, mm-hmm. if you listen to Harley's show, he gets pretty fired up about child grooming. Yeah. And so um, I don't know about Judge Kelly or the other two. I haven't spoken with either one of them, but I'm really hoping for a good outcome. And I, I think it's really great that this is in the public eye now, mm-hmm. become a really public thing. And so, yeah, commissioner's court. And then the other thing is that the, the city council, Kerrville City Council, they also had no idea about this. Wow. The, the city council members did not know that the city was sponsoring this. They found out the same time we did when the press release went out. And a lot of them, they read the same thing I read, catcher in the right, right? They think, oh, this is great, Mark Twain. Yeah, let's celebrate these classic literature books that have been pulled by the woke mob. And so that is, it's also on the agenda tomorrow evening at City Council, 6 p.m. at City Hall. And um, I really think that we have a good shot there to come in, and it's in their eye now. And I know that at least one of them was just appalled when mm. she saw the content. Like, oh, my goodness, no, I had no idea. Mm. Um, and so I'm hoping for some accountability for our library and our librarians and the director. And, again, I would encourage you, if you have not heard the recording, go to LA liatx.com and you can listen to the six minute clip and that will give you a really good idea of where our library director is at Mm -hmm. i thought it was very um, eye-opening pretty pretty surprising yeah very eye-opening all right bethany we're going to let you go and uh, thank you so much for standing on the what is it standing on the wall for us yep and uh being being a watcher and uh, getting the word out and uh, we're going to continue to keep your you and uh, your uh, the people fighting alongside you in our prayers. And uh, go into the council, go into that county commissioner's office, and yeah. um, and, and I, be godly. Yeah, and I, and I also want to put a plug in for Brandon. If you've got kids in the school, or if you don't have kids in the school, it matters. And he could certainly use more than just his voice again and again and again at school boards to get the school cleaned up. He's got well over 60 books now that he's found that need to come out. 
Oh, wow. wow. Bethany, thank you so much, and uh, we're going to stay on top of this, and I know Harley is staying on top of it. So from the Hill Country Patriot, you guys are going to get lots of coverage, and we need to counter what the local newspaper is coming out with. So I want to thank you very, very much, and, um, and uh, thank you, Bethany. All right. Thank you, Matt. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, oh, man, we got to tell you, the the, the um, next legislative session in the hands of uh, Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan, if he gets reelected, is uh, going in a direction that has nothing to do with the Republican Party platform or priorities, and um, we've got to stop this, but it's going to take everyone to uh, get this done. Y'all stay tuned and we'll tell you about it. All right. We are back in the studio with me. Angela Smith, the founder of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. A warrior and a fighter when, you know, it was interesting. We had our fundraiser a couple of weeks ago, and and, uh, I put together a slideshow, and I ran across video of Angela Smith in Washington, (laughs) D.C. did. In 2009. Yes, sir. Fighting the, what was it, Obamacare? Yeah, Obamacare. So, this is someone on the ground and has been fighting this uh, since 2009, and um, so... We have, we have our own fish to fry here in Texas. We have a Speaker of the House, and I'm going to give a quick, quick summary. The um, three speakers ago was a guy by the name of Strauss. That's right. And he became Speaker of the House in kind of a coup where he got um, all of the Democrats to vote for him, but he needed 26 Republicans in order for him to Uh, become the Speaker Mm -hmm. of the House. Now, Mm -hmm. he's a Republican. He didn't, and he had plenty of Republicans that could have made him the Speaker without a single Democrat vote. I I, I want you to be listening to this. He could have become, we could have picked a Republican Speaker without a single Democrat vote because we had a margin of over 25 votes. So, in other words, Matt, what you're saying is the House could have voted in a Republican Speaker without uh, needing Democrats to to vote to vote right and at this point how many years has that been going on yeah I too, mean like 20 too many we've had um yeah about uh, Republican yeah, 16, majority yeah 16 years and so what has happened is that when Strauss took over he then became really more obliged to the Democrats well, of course. Then the Republicans. So he was in office for a few years. He got a lot of crap. Republicans gave him a hard time. And then he was replaced by someone who he created a power structure. Mm -hmm. Strauss created a power Mm -hmm. structure by dealing favors and by making uh, committee assignments and made it very clear. In fact, he even had pledge cards so that during one, excuse me, so that during one session, during one session, towards the end, he would say, now I want everybody to sign a card that pledges you're going to vote for me. And obviously, if you didn't sign that pledge card, you are not going to get treated very well. And so people, if you wanted to be, 
Yeah, if you wanted to be able to accomplish anything in the House as a Republican, you had to pledge to vote for this guy again. We got rid of pledge cards, but that didn't make a difference. He'd already built his power structure. Oh, yeah. Out of that came a speaker named Bonin. Right. Who didn't last very long. In fact, he was caught red-handed uh, on recording mm-hmm. trying to rig, um, trying to work with uh, media to rig the news coming out right. of the House. Right. Um, and caught him on a live mic. And then he was replaced by someone else who was also within that power structure a guy by the name of Dade Phelan. Mm-hmm. And we have to tell you that the swamp in, in Austin is a Republican swamp. Yes. It is a Republican swamp. It's not a swamp. It's a Republican swamp. Right. And starting with Strauss, then Bonin, and now this knucklehead Dade Phelan, mm-hmm. all right, these guys stay in power due to threats and promises of, of cushy um, uh, uh, committee uh, chairmanships yes. and cushy jobs. These are also the same people that decided that it's okay just to give away Democrat, give away chairs to Democrats. That's right. Um, and uh, not just any chair, you know, not the chair of the committee for selecting the uh, the official cowboy hat of Texas, <laughs> but put them into head of committees of like education. That's what I was going to say. Education. How about that one? Putting the Democrats as head of education. Folks, take a look around at what's going on in our schools and what we're fighting and the library books and the curriculum mm-hmm. and the and the wokeness and all of that, the CRT, that is solely in the hands of the Republicans. Yep. That is solely in the hands of the Republicans because they chose to put Democrats in charge of those committees for the last 18 years. So this, Matt, is, is an example. Yeah, Matt's mad. And we should be. This is an example of us as voters, we as Republicans, we as people who believe that we share at common values and principles. This is, this is the example of us sending these guys to Austin and then them doing literally whatever they want to do making deals and i i totally believe it's all about the 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 art of the deal when mm-hmm. it comes to the speaker um even when it comes to the uh, lieutenant governor uh that's what's going on and so you and i are sitting out here along with lots of our friends we will vote in november we will vote republican and then we will get this kind of leadership come january yeah democrat progressive Republican in name only leadership. Yep. And the only way Dade gets feeling gets reelected in January is if Republicans vote for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, that's I'm how, serious. That's how it works. I'm serious. And I and and we have to call a spade a spade in the hill country. Yeah. Because Mr. Andy Murr is full on board with the Republican swamp in yes. in Austin. He's been fully there. on board. He's Has been on been. board since Joe Strauss. And, and has been rewarded and is very happily being rewarded and yes. getting, uh, uh, getting good, uh, getting good uh, uh, committee assignments, getting his bills to go through. When people like Stickland and Biederman and some of these other guys who have gone up there who j- dare to even say, maybe we could come up with someone besides this uh, Strauss uh, powerhouse the uh, the Dade Field. Maybe we can come up, and these guys get punished. They get nothing. They can't get a right. bill through. They can't get bills. They through. can't That's get a problem. They, and so this is a very very serious problem. Now I want to tell you something. I got a call yesterday, 
And I have to tell you, um, I didn't quite lie to the girl, but they, when you get calls for, um, uh, polls for polling calls, I don't know if y'all get those. I get them. I, and I take every one of them. I never hang up on them. I, in fact, the gal said, you know how many people won't take this? Thank you so much for finishing the, <laughs> the, uh, the poll. So I do every single one of them. But what normally they ask right up front, they want to know if anybody in your, you or your family works for the polling company or, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next question is, do you work for a media organization? And that's where I've been kicked out recently. But she said, do you work for a national media organization and so i thought well hill country patriots pretty big but i don't think i would call this a national media not yet give us a few more weeks (laughs) um and so then she starts going through the questioning and yes lo and behold you know what it was about angela it was about bringing casinos to texas oh was it amazing Mm -hmm. isn't it yeah now let's talk about joe strauss wanted to bring casinos to texas didn't he yes and and Bonin wanted to bring casinos mm-hmm. to Texas. Yes, he did. And he's a Republican. Republicans. He's a Republicans. And, and in the speakership positions. And Dade Phelan wants to bring yes. casinos to Texas. Yes. Now, personally, and I'm only going to take 15 seconds. Personally, I don't care if we have casinos in Texas. I know you, some of you are all going to get all yanked up about me saying that. <laughs> but I don't gamble. I don't gamble. I don't go to casinos. Um, I, so personally, that's I don't, you don't care. have any to go to here. Yeah, we don't. That's right. That's the only reason I don't <laughs> go thing. is because, uh, yeah, no, I don't go because it takes money out of your pocket yeah. and I would rather do better things yeah. with my money than that. So anyway, enough on that. But the, but the point is, and it's not in the priority of the Republican party, is it? Absolutely not. Is it on? Is it in the on, planks? No, it's not on the voters' radar. We do not want casinos. That is not, and that is just not something that's important to us at all. But right now, so we've got this. Um, we've got this uh, polling going on, mm-hmm. and it is they're they're not completely rigged questions. I've heard uh, I, I, during uh, the Obamacare um, and uh, actually during Clinton care. Uh, during Hillary's program, I got mm-hmm. a long poll uh, a conversation, and uh, that was so rigged, it was, it didn't matter how you answered it, you I came see. out in favor of Hillary uh, care. Okay. So, anyway, so that was one sign. I got that yesterday, and then I open up the Texas scorecard, and I hear that Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan made a comment to the, a public comment to the Texas Tribune at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin on Friday, and he uh, he was asked if he believed the election was stolen, talking about the um, our presidential election. 2020. 2020, and he says, I do not. There is no evidence that election was stolen, period. End of sentence. All right, so we've already got that there. When we all know there were enough shenanigans to question it. Yes. The appropriate answer to that, if you were trying to play the middle ground, would be, well, I'm not sure if it was stolen, but there were so many irregularities and changes in laws <laughs> that it might not hurt to take a serious look at it. That would be right. the answer where you could say, 
where you could stand and say, well, now I'm not one of those nutbags that thinks the election was stolen, but I think there's an issue. There was some middle ground from there, them there he could have taken. He could have taken. He could have taken, which, <laughs> but he didn't. And so he absolutely stood out and said, nope, nothing wrong with that. When we had the election, just to keep following on election, when we had during the special session, last session, and when we were looking at changing election laws, what did Dade Phelan do? Did he strengthen or weaken our election laws? Of course, of course he and his minions uh, weakened our election law. Re- weakened our election because laws. Because when you weaken the repercussions of breaking the law, when you weaken that from a felony to a Class A misdemeanor, guess what? People are going to be encouraged. To me, it's encouraging you, allowing you, in- enabling you to uh, break the law because the repercussions have been weakened. And that's what we face a lot when we uh, see good policy written, but there's no what we call teeth in it right. because there are no, there's nothing that uh, would, would, would hold you accountable. So what happened was uh, during the special session, there was a bill that came up that we were, a lot of us were in favor of. Mm-hmm. We liked it. Um, it came up and um, it actually ended up at the last day um, during the, what do they call it, uh, conference, during the conference committee, mm-hmm. um, which there are no minutes to a conference committee. There's nothing you can go read. There's no voting record in a con. I don't think there is. I may have to walk that one back. But um, so we don't get details out of the, um, out of the conference committee, but they came back. Uh, the conference committee came back and they lowered illegal voting from a second degree felony. We would have liked to have seen it raised to a first degree yes. felony or at least kept a second at degree felony. Kept, yes. But the Republican leadership of the House, the Republican controlled House, the Republican controlled mm-hmm. governor, lieutenant governor, Senate and House for 19 years, the Republicans said, now nah, we're going to lower it to a class A misdemeanor. That is the yep. Republicans. That's, These that's are what, Republicans, the same yep. people who are sending you flyers out right now that want you to vote for them. Yes. These are the same people who lowered that from a second-degree felony to Class A misdemeanor. All right, so Governor Abbott pushed back, and there was several. He very easily was ready to call another session to fix that because even Governor Abbott was surprised by that. So he Do called, you believe that he was surprised by that? What? <sighs> Do you okay, believe, I'm gonna be, believe is the operative word? Oh, uh, okay. Don't, don't make me answer that. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't answer. know. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, you go answer. I, you answer I'll that. just say, I do not believe that he was blindsided by that. Okay. Because when you are in Austin, Matt, and you're in the positions that these guys are in, they know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just like you and I know exactly what's going on in the public libraries mm-hmm. and the public in the school, school libraries. libraries, we know. Yep, we know. Uh, it's, I'm not blindsided by that. I'm not going to be blindsided by that. I'm not going to be sitting on a city council somewhere and all of a sudden somebody shows me what's going on. I, I know. I just right. know because we're in we're in the fight. Mm-hmm. When you're in Austin in the swamp and you're the governor, you're the lieutenant governor, you're the speaker. You know, you know who the players are, and you know what's being played. And what they're up to. You know exactly what they're up to, especially when it comes down to election integrity, because that, that was a pretty hot topic last session. Right. It was a hot topic. So when Abbott pushed back, whether it was for publicity or whatever. Whatever. 
Dade Phelan answers to Governor Abbott, we're, just, we're not going to relitigate this. In other words, it's very likely that we will not, uh, if it's up to Dade Phelan, we will not see any tightening of our election integrity bills in this next session. Mm-hmm. And that's because people like Andy Murr and all the other rhinos up there are going to vote for him and keep him in power. There is a third thing that is a bad sign, and we've already talked about it, the 313s, which are ways for uh, companies like Amazon and Apple and who have pockets full of money. Uh, 313 is a way for them to come into your community and get really low property tax rates while you pay a high Mm -hmm. tax rate. And so we're giving a break to Amazon and Apple. Tell me, tell me those guys need a break. Please tell, please tell me that they need a tax break, that poor Apple is just struggling along out there and Amazon bless their hearts we got to give them a tax break so that they can they, they can do business do business so we can woo them here at listen why would we be giving tax breaks to any of these corporations and not giving tax breaks to the average taxpayer right now when they start giving tax breaks to the average taxpayer mm-hmm. and they've covered all of our needs and you want to woo someone into your community to do business and that's it's a negotiating tool that's fine but why would we do that for the corporate and a corporate entity while our tax, our property valuations are going through the roof mm-hmm. and they're taking at liberties of, of raising the rate? Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Raising their rate. Yeah. More money than they've ever had. And they raised their tax yeah. rate. All right. We need to take a short break, but we're not done with this. We're going to come back and uh, trash rhinos a little bit more. Y'all stay tuned. And my wife uh, was uh, had to leave town for a couple of days last week, and um, she brought me back two new do rags. So. so, did you reorganize your do rag drawer? No, she's trying to get me to throw some out. <laughs> That's but what I'm talking about. No, no, you had no. to reorganize, didn't you? No, or no? no, I just put the new ones on okay. top. I don't throw anything out. I am a hoarder. I am. I am one step away from a hoarder. I am. Well, um, and if it I, wasn't, if I live by myself, you would probably have little pathways through my house <laughs> to get to the Barca lounger. But since I am married to an awesome woman, <clears throat> she makes me uh, deconstruct my piles occasionally <laughs> and do uh, creative things with them. But I, I, I have a hard time throwing anything away, anything away, including a whole bag full of, of uh, hotel shampoo bottles. Oh, man. Not on radio. <laughs> yeah, we threw the whole bag away. You, yeah. It was painful. Well, I sat there for a couple of minutes. But fortunately, the uh, Broncos were on TV in a raucous game that ended up in a score of 11 to 10. Oh, my gosh. And, Angela, I know you don't, you don't, you, you probably, know. you're not a big fan, but have you ever heard of a football game ending with a score of 11 to no. 10? No, no. It's only the second time in the history of the NFL that has ever happened that score, 11 to 10, because it's really hard to get 11 points in a, it's really hard to get just 11 or hit 11 exactly. But yeah, the Broncos managed to do that. So anyway, folks, all of this, we've got to come back. The Texas house, we know. 
we have a pretty good idea of where the Texas House is going if Dade Feeling gets reelected. The only way this is going to change is if we individually get to every single one of these rhinos that have supported him. Now, if you're in my terrestrial listening station, you need to get a hold of Ellen Troxclair. Who, now, who we assume who will be, we assume will be uh, elected in yes. November. Um, we still need to go out and fight for her, but I, I'm going to assume, and I think it's a, fa- a, a think fair, it's fair assumption uh, in this district that a Democrat's not going to take this, right. Right. Um, that Ellen's going to get in there. If you live in if you live in uh, uh, Ellen's uh, district, you need to start building a relationship with her and telling her how, how important it is, even at the personal cost to her, how important it is that she not vote for Dade Feeling mm-hmm. and that she stand up for a change of rules in the Texas House. Right. We want another Biederman. We want another fighter. We yes. want another Biederman. Yes. That's what we, we want. Absolutely because that's do. what he did for six years. Yes. And he and would have been in he would have been in office again uh if he had decided to run again. Yeah. I mean, and and so you can see, Matt, that him but him just doing the right thing, what I call just doing the right thing, no matter how hard it is for you, it paid off for him. It His did. constituents loved him. Yep. And we kept him in office. I mean, we we did. Yeah. So um that's what we want out of uh Ms. Troxclair. Okay. Now Andy Murr. It's going to be a lot harder with Andy because he is absolutely uh, in bed with every one of these guys. That's what it appears to be. Yes, it does. And so you need to start visiting with Andy. You need to tell him how important it is that he, it's time for him to take a stand Mm -hmm. where we'll, I'll forgive him for the last three sessions. If he'll stand up and fight in this session, if Andy Murr will stand up on day one and say, I'm not voting for Dade Phelan. If Andy Murr will stand up in the Republican conference, what do they call that? The caucus. caucus. The Republican caucus and say, we need new leadership. We need true conservative Republican leadership. If he'll stand up and do that, Andy Murr, everything is forgiven from me. We need it and my constituents want it. Yes. It goes back to us, Matt, as the voters who are, who are, are taking our time to show up and vote and we think think we are voting for Republicans. These, we think we're voting for Republicans that hold to the the uh the platform the the conservative values that these guys uh uh campaign on that's what we think we're voting for yeah because we look at the Republican party platform and priorities and yes. we say well if you're a Republican these things on the priorities are important to you that's yes. why you're a Republican because of these right. things right on the platform and in the priorities well these and guys need to go to Austin and represent us. That's the that's what they are supposed to be doing. We are delegating authority to them. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that are in Austin by their representation. Mm-hmm. They don't go to Austin and do whatever they want to do. No, they have to operate within the, the confines of the Republican Party. Now, yes. listen, I've had people say to me, well, I'm not there for the re- to, to represent the Republican Party. I'm there to represent my constituents. Of course you are. And of if their constituents are. knew what they were not doing up there, not doing, yes. they would have a fit. They would. And so, of course, you're there to represent your constituents, but within the confines of the Republican, Republican. Party yes. platform and priorities. Yes. 
Right. That's why they put you there. Yes. Because they had faith. Those people that go out and vote and vote straight down the ticket. And remember, we don't have straight ticket voting anymore. You're going to have to go every that right down the list and vote yes. for Republicans. And people who vote for Republicans, honest to God, believe they're actually voting for Republicans. That's you, what they think, Matt. That's what I they think. You. But you are not. I'm telling you, in so many of these districts, if you look at the behavior of the Texas House for the last 19 years, and and they, Republicans, are clearly not running the show in Austin, and yet they have an overwhelming we would majority. would not be in the position that we are on all the priorities. And all of this junk that's going on, in our schools yep. and with the tax breaks and the transgendering and the transgendering and all of that election integrity election integrity we would not be in this position if our republicans were doing what we think they are supposed what we think they're doing what we think they're doing that's right folks the only way this is going to change is when you get engaged and uh, i do not have plenty of, enough time to go into this but i'm going to take 15 seconds there's way too many people out there who do not want to stand up in the front. They don't want their name known. They don't want to be connected. They want to hunker down and let someone else stand up and fight. And I'm hearing that more and more. And it depresses me and makes me sad. This country's worth fighting for, Matt. This state is worth fighting for. With your name out front. Yes. My it's name's worth it. out front. It's worth it. And it's worth it. And, um, folks, uh, y'all, we need special prayer requests. Our uh, friend Judy in Fredericksburg is having some med medical issues that really need some hard prayers. So pray for Judy. And I got a note about Mark from A&A Tires. Apparently was in a motorcycle accident this hmm. weekend and is in uh, needs us some serious prayers. So Mark and Judy on your prayer list. And uh, pray for Angela and me and Lorraine because she's coming up next. Hmm.